Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Lucas and Vincent were not in the mainstream of gay life. I was saving body parts such as uh, skulls. Doesn't it bother you that he's a fag? You have done me a great service. Now I must service you. And the drugs were, were always a, a cry for attention, for somebody to pay attention to me before I, you know, kill somebody. <laughs> You can imagine what it smells like if you go into a closed room. Something is trying to get inside my body. Yeah, she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana. And you want to sleep with me. Buckle up, Sodomites, and welcome to the Sinister Sissies podcast. Your guide to true crime, horror, and everything man on man and macabre. I'm Jared, your master of depravity, staring at the beautiful face of my filthy little slave, Sam Hamilton. For the final episode of, are we calling it season three? Yeah, I reckon season three, right? Unless you want to do, unless you don't want to count the podcast existence until I appeared for the first time, that's fine, Nafina. And this is season two. There was no Sinister Sissies before the Slave. No, that's this is true. De- they were def- a practice no, this, run. This is definitely season three. You've you've run this race for a long time. Yeah, but some of those early episodes I have listened back to, and um, look. As much as some of the reviewers of our current podcast think the audio quality is terrible, um, some of those earlier recordings, the audio like quality is, uh, yeah, unlistenable. We so I don't recommend going too far too far back. So happy Halloween, because I've just realized this is being released on Halloween. No, Jerry, we have to give the illusion it really is Halloween. So happy Halloween, everybody. Who's going trick-or-treating? Spooky. I wonder what's happening. There'll probably be some sort of lockdown again in melbourne and don't say that don't say that yes for international listeners we're coming out of lockdown tomorrow which will be the 21st of october yeah 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 so So we're 10 days from halloween yeah so just to think that we've actually been in lockdown almost this whole season um not able to do anything but each other well not do each other, <laughs> listen, listen to each other. We haven't been able to do each other. That's been We the, haven't the been able to do each other, but I've had that problem with Jared since before lockdown. So, you know, he's never, he never gives in. I try. He just, yeah. I, I love, I love the, uh, the longstanding theme of this podcast is you pestering me for sex and me saying no. But it, uh, it's, it's not just the podcast, Jared. I'm, I'm choosing to believe these are characters we play. Yeah. I'm um, just pretending. 
Anyway, what we're, what we're um, uh, doing episodes on today is uh, there's a new TV series on Chucky or uh, the Child's Play series. Sam, first of all, context on this. I have views to do with this series. You've only watched the pilot. That's right. Yeah. So as of today, we're recording. Episode two came out today. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but yes, I have seen the pilot. I've seen both episode one and episode two. And in terms of Child's Play and like the Chucky series overall, have you watched all of them? I have seen them all. I'm going to say this kind of reminds me of if Pretty Little Liars and Child's Play had a baby. It has those depraved sort of sensibilities of the Chucky movies, but like in a tongue-in-cheek way, but then it's mixed with like, a CW era teen drama. So it's an odd blend. I have some views on the tone of this series, having watched two episodes. Um, but, you know, a bit of context uh, created by Don Mancini, who has been who involved I think in all... a total dilf. So, Don, if you happen to listen to this, I am. He is. I will trade Jared in for you. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I'm off the hook. Until the end. Um, well, Don Mancini has been involved in all of the Child's Play and Chucky movies, except, very controversially, the attempted reboot, remake, whatever the fuck that was a couple of years ago. Wasn't involved in that, and there was a lot of controversy. I didn't mind that movie. I thought it was fine, but, like, it was actually just fine. Like, I can't remember really anything about it anymore. Aubrey Plaza played a single mum, and you were meant to, like, feel bad for her. That's what I remember. The original Child's Play films, I remember being very formative on me, like, when I was like about 13, I think I watched the first Child's Play. The first one doesn't hold up quite as much. I actually really like Child's Play 3, the military I one. Child's Play 3, or I used to. I used to, That's always the one that I've like, I've probably only watched it once or twice. Whereas Child's Play, really? Child's Play 2, Bride of Chucky, I've seen them countless times. So I like Bride of Chucky as well. I think, yeah, the two highlights of the Chucky series are Child's Play 3 for me, and Bride of Chucky, when they started to do that very early 2000s, tongue-in-cheek, ironic scream thing. Yeah, it was a bit self-referential, um, but it, it, it didn't turn the line too much. Well, because you add in Jennifer Tilly and it's quite, it's fun. The ones after Bride of Chucky, I don't, they're a mixed bag. Look, I, I think that, I think this series went from being, I mean, almost similar to Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, so they go from being like a horror comedy to a comedy horror at a certain point. Like, the, I feel like the newer ones don't seem to really be making an attempt at being scary. Well, so the, the Bride of Chucky and, to a lesser extent, Seed of Chucky seem to still be playing off, like, B-horror type things. Like, as in, in Seed of Chucky, you have the Glenn Glenda type thing. Um, and Bride of Chucky, obviously, Bride of Frankenstein's. There's like, it, it's still within the horror genre. The newer ones have gotten off track. Like, well, Curse tried to go back to a serious tone and then Cult of Chucky was a weird one. I don't know how I felt about that one. I mean, I guess they're just going to keep trying new things. At least the franchise hasn't stuck to one, you know, hasn't been like, my friend, hey, Luke, if you're listening. He's recently watched the Friday the 13th films for the first time. And we were talking mm. about how, like, one note they all are. Like, obviously, I have a sentimental attachment to them because I've loved them since I was, like, maybe 11 years old or something. Before you evaluate things like that. But, yeah, at least the Chucky films have all tried to do something different, like, tonally throughout the films to at least differentiate them from each other. 
and then the, yeah. the themes and the premises have become more and more absurd but not like you could describe each chucky movie as an individual film and people would be like oh yeah that one whereas i feel like with friday the 13th sometimes it would be hard to be like remember this one the one where jason killed everyone with the machete I mean, the only distinguishing ones I can think of, sorry, Jason X, clearly, because he goes yeah. to space. Uh, and uh, is it Jason Goes to Hell where it's not Jason, he's like an evil That's entity. That's the one he's possessing everyone. So yeah, part nine and ten, yeah. I guess it got to that point they had to try and change it up. They're not good. <laughs> I mean, I love all of them still. Like, I think part seven tried to change it up as well, having the psychic girl versus Jason. Oh, yeah, I didn't like that one. Harry versus Jason, as some call it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one's actually interesting. It's been nicknamed Fry Gay the 13th because several oh, male cast members were gay. And now I'm imagining they're all just fucking like animals. Maybe I'm just being yeah. stereotypical here. I think we've talked about this. Yeah, because there's the, the guy who is in the wheelchair in that who's really hot. Oh, that was the guy in part two. Oh, was it? Am I yeah, confusing but he's the films? Dead. He got AIDS and died. He's also gay. All right. I know all the gay, gay ones. <laughs> um, but he's no, yeah, he's no longer with us. Oh, well, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, so Chucky was one of the kind of old school horror icons of the 90s and has gotten a little bit more comedic. But unlike, you know, other genres, I feel like Child's Play kind of always fitted going into more of a comedic route. It's a killer doll. Like, it's pretty easy for it to go into that trajectory. Um, And so we have our latest instalment with Chucky, the TV series. So I I think we should go over the the general contours of the plot uh, of the very first episode, because we've only watched, well, Sam's only watched one of them. I've watched two of them. But Sam, overall thoughts? I would give it a 6.5 out of 10. Like, I'm intrigued Ooh, to keep okay. watching. That is was, lower than I was expecting from you. I was just a little, tonally, it was a little bit confusing because I would have liked something maybe a bit more atmospheric or I expected something a bit more atmospheric. I think I referred to this earlier as being like Pretty Little Liars or sort of a CW-esque um, teen drama sort of thing. It's sort of the soundtrack and all that reminded me very much of like something that you would watch on Netflix about like a slasher killing teenagers, like a 10-part mystery series. I'm too yeah. old for this this TV series. This I mean, is, that, that was my general view. But I still love those shows, but I, I de- it wasn't what I expected, especially knowing that John Mancini is probably in his 60s by, or late 50s by now. It's just not the kind of show I was expecting. Like I knew there, were young, there was a young protagonist. But yeah, but I mean, I love the teacher, so I want more of her. She kind of reminded me of you, <laughs> you're a teacher. Oh, that scene where she's like, bitch. fuck off. But she's a bitch. <laughs> she's been through it and she's had enough. And she's, I, um, she stands up for what's right. I So the, that, that, that like teen orientation of it, that they want it, that it's kind of, it's like it's targeted towards a teen audience, which is fine. Everything doesn't have to be targeted to 30-something-year-old horror fans. But what I find really weird about it is do Zoomers know Child's Play? I think everyone, well, I guess that's the point here. I guess it's like reestablish the brand for a young audience, see if it works. So none of this makes sense though, because you've got things like Andy um, has, has called the protagonist in the first episode. Um, you need to have seen Cult of Chucky to understand that connection at the very least. Also, we know Jennifer Tilly is coming back. We also know... Um, Fiona Dorif is coming back um, and playing her character. So you have to have watched 
all of the film series to understand the TV series. You know, I have a queer kid. You have a kid. Gender fluid. I would think the kind of people that have watched all of the film series are like you in my age. Like we're old. Yeah, but, no, but that's what they do with these reboots though, because they put all the winks in for the older fans and then they have the new story for the predominantly newer fans. Because like I don't know if it'd work though. It's probably just gonna seem to like the the kids watching, oh these are like people who've dealt with Chucky before. It depends how they deal with all these guest appearances from the people from the other films, I guess. Yeah, because I mean th- that is the most baffling thing to me is that yeah, it's it's a teen tone. Um, the violence is still violent, and like I saw in the the second episode as well, it's still quite violent. But it's it's um, like an American horror story or one of those other kind of teen oriented. Scream Queens was another one that I vaguely know. Well, that was that was more of a satire than a teen horror. But I I definitely feel that this is kind of. And my friend Blake was saying that, yeah, this felt too teeny for him as well. So it's definitely not you being the only one who's, like, having this criticism. And they're young teens as well. They're meant to be in year eight. So it's not even like they're, like, edgy, like, 17-year-olds. They are, like, it is very coming of age. Our protagonist is Jake, who's 14. And I will say the one thing I do like is I like 14-year-old gay kid who's really into, like, morbid stuff. It's kind of adorable <laughs> and like very relatable. And I was like, oh, that was me. Yeah, I can definitely <laughs> see a, a little bit, read a lot of myself in this character, minus the abusive father. Yeah. But like, and like yeah, crushing on boys. Yeah. Crushing yeah. on boys, being rejected, you know. It's... And just like having these really like, because he makes these, this art that's really grotesque and people don't understand. And I was like, oh, I understand. So I like, that That to me sounds, seems like Don Mancini giving a bit of his own backstory into the character, which is quite nice. But yeah, other posts, like all the character conversations and things like that, very teen drama. I'm falling asleep. I'm too old for this shit. (laughs) Well, it just didn't feel in line with the other films in the Child's Play franchise. The other films didn't have this style. I guess this isn't a film, but, you know, the films didn't have this style of dialogue that's, that's very, like, quippy and very, yeah, it's very, like, teen pop culture sort of style of talking like it's been campy before like they've done camp but this is different to camp this is some other weird variation of it which yeah again just reminds me of like teen tv shows and it does make me think i know like don mancini is the creator i wonder if there were like producers or other people involved in this process that have kind of dumbed it down a bit from being this kind of yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like there was probably some sort of instruction to make this coming of age and to make it appeal to a younger audience. But yeah, but it's still it's still quite vile and nasty. So it's it's not sanitized. It's just that the main characters happen to be very young and we don't really get any one-on-one time with the parent characters as far as I've seen. What's our general setup? This is just the first episode, but we have... I was surprised that it... Well, okay. First thing, it does start off with a point-of-view shot of what you think is Chucky the Doll... Um, oh, spoilers, by the way, for the first episode. So I'd go watch the first episode first and we're just going to talk through some of the main beats now. Um, so opening, we have this like point of view shot of what you think is Chucky the doll running around um, and about to t- attack a woman. And then you find out at the end of the pilot that it's actually a young Chucky 
a young Charles Lee Ray, I should say. And it was interesting because I think this this opening scene was meant to be like a homage to the original Halloween with the mum like brushing her hair and being like, Chucky. Absolutely. Um, and so we're getting, as part of this series, a background on the childhood of Charles Lee Ray, which I have no interest in. Um, and this, by the way, follows into the second episode. The second episode also opens with a flashback. So that's a component that we're going to be learning about Charles Lee Ray's childhood. I imagine they're trying to give him like a troubled upbringing so that he relates to the main character in this show and that explains like the connection between the two of them or something. Well, there was a lot of, um, speaking of the relationship between Chucky and Jake, our protagonist, did you miss the, uh, there was a, a mild controversy where people were freaked out that Jake was like a school shooter? Uh, I mean, because <laughs> the initial trailers, so well, yeah, there was, there was like a little moral panic where people were like, Gonna, he's going to idealise this outsider attacking everyone. And then Don Mancini was like, he's a gay kid. And everyone was like, oh, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> you killed him. We did it. We did it, Jake. I didn't want him dead. What did you think I was going to do? Ask him for a hug? He got what he deserved. It's nice to see, you know, an awkward gay kid as the lead in a horror show. I don't think yeah. So. And it's very, I like that it's kind of updated in that people don't really care, but he feels kind of, except for his dad, um, that he feels insecure about the situation. Like everyone at school kind of knows that he's gay and it's not a huge deal. Um, so we open with Jake uh, at a, just a regular like yard sale and he picks up the doll. The doll found him, Jared. They were cosmically linked from the get-go. I'm hoping there is something like that. Like I'm hoping there's something about Chucky setting things up because Jake is important for some reason. Well, look, if the show goes on long enough, I'm sure they'll invent a reason. Yes. Oh, God. Let, please don't let this be a multi-season thing. I'm not seeing very good reviews. A lot of people are saying exactly what we're saying in that uh, the tone is odd and... People are criticizing the acting a lot. I don't think the acting is that I bad. Like, acting, that didn't really cross my mind. It's like, I guess when you watch a show, Chucky the TV series, you're not expecting Academy Award winning performances. Like young actors, so you kind of got to be a little bit nice about it. I want to fucking kill the little girl, so I think she's doing a great job. Okay. <laughs> the, bit, the bitchy popular girl, you mean? Yeah, I, f I forgot her name. We'll just call her Mean Girl. Okay. But what is uh, her Lexi. Name? Lexi. Lexi is her name. Yes. Alexi, um, <laughs> so Jake picks this up and he was going to use it because he's an artist and he makes these like terrifying sculptures out of dolls' heads. We are introduced to Devin, so we're introduced to his father, um, who is Lucas, who is played by Devin Sawyer, and then we've also got his uncle. Uh, whose name I don't have written down, but is also played by Devin Sawyer. I wasn't expecting a little twin situation. Yeah, I was confused situation. I'm like, I was like, they look, it's a great resemblance, great casting. And I realized that they just gave him eye bags and he's meant to be the strung out dad. Yeah, so there's the shitty dad and then there's the kind of nicer dad who has a very like prim wife. And then they have um, a son who is this, well, okay. Their son, Junior, who is meant to be this like overachieving jock kid. I don't want to say this about an actor, but like, that's the gay kid. I'm just... I was thinking that maybe Junior is like secretly gay and they're going to bring that in. No. Junior seems oddly jealous and competitive and 
to have some sort of aversion to Jake. He's doing things with his girlfriend in the next episode. So I think he's actually meant to be a straight kid. I just... I'm just clocking the actor maybe a little bit. Look, give him a few years. I don't want to say anything <laughs> bad about someone who's obviously a child actor. Um, just, you know. I'm just, just turning the comments vibe. off here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Junior's kind of a dick to Jake and there's like tension there. Jake has been listening to this. Uh, I feel like this is kind of suitable and topical. Listening to like the local true crime podcast for the town. So the town is Hackensack which is part of the Child's Play law, like Charles Lee Ray's hometown is Hackensack, right? So this is all taking place in his hometown. And this kid uh, who's named Devin is making a, a podcast and Jake has a crush on Devin, which is a bit cute. Yeah, look, they definitely have a good little chemistry, Devin and Jake. I look forward to their awkward kiss like three episodes from now. We have a scene, so, so Jake takes Chucky to school don't know what the rationalization was for that, but Chucky is at school and we get this whole scene in a lab with the teacher and Chucky mutilates the frog and there's confusion and then there's tension between Lexi and the science teacher, which I'm assuming is going to play out in later episodes. There is a talent show at the school and uh, Jake walks up there with the Chucky dolls and there's a whole ventriloquist thing. This is where it got very teeny vibe. Why don't you pick on someone your own size? <laughs> Lots of pics of Junior. Lots of pics of Oliver, too. Guess that was a secret. Apparently, she's Botox curious. She's into Pokemon porn. <laughs> now the joke's on you. A bunch of fucking assholes. Go I'm out of here. It's, it starts with, so Lexi's been bullying Jake throughout the episode. We think she's nice for a split second. And then she makes this GoFundMe page about Jake being poor and humiliates him in front of class. And then at the school talent show, she's I think she makes a comment towards Jake that isn't very kind and is just being generally a little bitch. And then Chucky yells something out from the crowd and that's when everyone like turns around and like Jake brings Chucky to the stage to like do a performance, right? Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, she's Googling Pikachu porn or something like that. I was like, this is for, this is for like 15 year olds to laugh at these kind of jokes that Chucky is making, which is so sad because Chucky is meant to be like, you know, a serial killer who's in stepped with the deep voodoo arts. I don't want him to be like being cheeky. I think Chucky was just doing what he could with the material he had, you know. He, he found out she was having an affair, maybe. Oliver took out, like, 14-year-olds having affairs. But she might be cheating on her boyfriend, and he added that. So, you know, Chucky's not afraid to stir a bit of shit, but, yeah, it's not, um, he's, he's not hacking anyone up just yet. Also, I mean, it just, he does kill not someone, dark but... enough. It's not dark enough for any of this. Oh, I forgot to mention as well. Uh, Jake gets a phone call from a random person. Um, it's Andy. Parkley, which I, I like that he's coming back and he's, you know, part of the universe, uh, asking him about his doll and warning him about the doll. So I'm assuming Andy's going to show up in the next couple of episodes, hopefully. That's who I really want to see. I want to see Andy and I want to see Tiffany. Look, Andy and Tiffany will definitely, I mean, we know Tiffany's coming back for sure. And then Glenn, Glenda, mate, I don't know if they're coming up. I've always loved that, that Jennifer Tilly loves being Tiffany because Jennifer Tilly was already a respected actress before 
Bride of Chucky. Like, I'm shocked she did it in the first place. And the fact she keeps coming back and seems to... Like, she's really passionate about it. Yeah, she's like... I would say the character of Tiffany is, like, like as iconic as Brad Dorif's Chucky at this point. Yeah, totally. So after Jake humiliates everyone at this school, he swears a bit and stuff, and so he gets dragged off stage. His father, who's already annoyed about the fact that Jake is gay, is, like, berating him and... He, he smashed his artwork earlier in the episode. And I think Jake says something. I think he says that he wishes his father was dead. So Jake's mother died in an accident of some kind. And Jake's dad is being homophobic towards him. They get into a fight. Jake's dad punches him. And then he's like, I wish it was you instead of mum. And then he gets his wish, except mum doesn't come back. This was weird. All right. This is the very first kill that we have of Chucky. And he pukes. I can't think of any other time that that's happened. He funnels water out of his mouth to (laughs) electrocute the dad while he's changing the power socket. Is that correct? Or he's at the, what's it, the circuit breaker. Yeah, so he turns up the circuit breaker and then he, but it's like, it's this ridiculous thing. It's like, like, it's just like a, like a hose (laughs) behind the doll and he's like puking water. Well, look, it works. He dies. RIP Devon Sawyer 1. Yes, Devon Sawyer 1 is dead. Um, and then Jake is taken in um, with his uncle and their family because they're like the rich family. So he goes into their mansion. And then we have at the very end, Chucky speaking directly to Jake because um, Jake has figured out that he's Charles Lee Gray. And then they seem to be starting some sort of agreement or some sort. Yes, yeah, so I, I think the last line, it's like, Let's take care of that bitch, Lexi. Yes. We're, we're going to see some people getting carved up that haven't been very nice to Jake. So it kind of is going down a bit of a school shooter route, really. It's just via Chucky's knife. I just love that everyone dropped that as soon as he was like, it's a gay kid. In episode two, I've already seen, I've already shown Sam the clip. But there's this whole thing where like Chucky is very accept- accepting of Jake. And he says, um, I've got a queer kid. He's gender fluid or something like that. Again, Charles Lee Ray, it's like he raped and murdered women. Yeah, it seems like they're kind of trying to make Chucky an anti-hero in this, but yeah, you can't really discount what he's done in the past, so it doesn't work. It's like Don't Breathe Part 2. We talked about this either on the main show or the after show one week. It's like you can't make someone who's already like raped and tortured people, you can't then be like, now they're an anti-hero. They've actually got a good side. See, it's like, nope, we we're, too, we're too far gone here. I want darkness, Sam. Why won't people give me the darkness? You just, <laughs> got, you just, you just got to give yourself the darkness, Jared. Jared's wearing his Chucky t-shirt right now. I am. I'm really some candles OG Chucky. And do that Chucky, that Chucky voodoo incantation that wakes him from yeah. death. And just have your own Chucky. I should. I should. I should watch that. That that might be my Halloween activity. Is I watch some of the original films. Because this just made me a little sad. I got to see the original in like on film in like a tiny screening of like sixteen seats, like maybe seven or eight years ago. It was a lot of fun. It was one of those things where you know, like it was, like it was like a thirty-five millimeter print that was like beaten to shit. So I really felt like I was experiencing it. The very early Child's Play films. I was going to say they make me laugh at this, but that might come out poorly because um, they've got the animatronic bit. And they've obviously got someone like a little person in other bits and just like 
the fluidness of the movement when it's clearly like a little person in a costume versus the animatronic, which is like slowly moving, is always a bit jarring. This older one. Sorry to yeah. anyone that that terminology may have offended, but I'm not sure what I don't Am know. I'm not supposed the, to say little person. I'm not sure what the correct terminology is, so I'm just not going to say short statured. We're, look, we're just not going to go there. Um, <laughs> although maybe if this gets released like this now. We'll get some controversy and it will finally make us famous. Um, leak it, I'm someone. Good. Leak it to the press. Someone, someone cause controversy. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed. I um, This season of horror reboots and reimaginings that we're meant to be having is not off to a great start with the Chucky series. And we're going to talk about Halloween Kills in the after show. So, also, I think it's Scream. Fingers crossed Scream. Scream looks like it's not going to disappoint. That's That was one, like, very well-cut trailer. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this season of Sinister Sissies. I've, I've just realised I have to do, like, an outro that's, like, well, comprehensive. We yeah, it's been fun. We were to do 12 episodes this season. I feel like we've done at least 18 or something. So clearly we've We did not stick to our plan at all. Well, <laughs> we you know, planned out this. <laughs> our plan at the start of the year, Jared came to my house in January and we hand-wrote what we do this yeah. season and we lost... We lost what we so wrote, so we kind of have to make it up. It up. <laughs> Look, it's worked out well, um, or at least I hope it has. And yeah, thanks to everyone I who's hope. yeah come along for the ride with us. It's been a lot of fun, and I really enjoy talking horror movies and all that stuff with you online. So keep them coming. Yeah, so make sure that you uh, follow us on all our socials. Um, we will be back next year, most likely, unless Sam has better things to do. <laughs> you can go on without me, Jared. No, it's integral. You're integral to the machine now. The machine of Sinister Sissies. Thank you, Master. Um, well, as long as you're here, I'm here. So you can follow us on Twitter at Sinister Sissies. You can follow us on Instagram at Sinister underscore Sissies. And Sam will probably keep posting on that because I think that's kind of your default Instagram now. <laughs> well, I mean, I only post about Sinister Sissies unless I'm drunk, which will probably be okay. a lot coming up now that we're out of lockdown. Enjoy the Instagram stories. You can support us on Patreon if you are interested in supporting us on Patreon. Um, after our final episode is released, you won't be charged with Patreon until we start back up again. So if you want to uh, put your support behind the show, we would very much appreciate it. Uh, but much. I hope you've enjoyed this season. And until next time, though, stay sinister. And happy Halloween. And happy Halloween. <laughs>When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.